Happy, what day is it today? Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome back, Snippet Sports listeners. It is only three of us yet again. If you're, that was my phone. It's probably cracked. Don't worry about it. Um, if you're wondering why we don't have four people um, every week, stop wondering because we don't know the answer either. I don't know where Johnny is right now. He's probably gambling if I had to guess. But we got AJ. So AJ's made two appearances in a row. AJ, welcome. We got we got Braz, cozy as ever. Just for the record, everyone, AJ is hungover. Um, so he might not speak a lot. He's going he's, he's to give me a lot of attitude. I'm not hungover yet. Not yet? You're still drunk. Still drunk. Okay, we got drunk, half drunk, half hungover, AJ Condon. So we're going to see how this, uh, how this plays out. We're skipping what's more likely because we don't have all four people. It's our little excuse to get out of having to come up with a tough question. So, Johnny, feel free to never show up again so that we don't have to argue about what's more likely. Um, okay. Last night, obviously, was the NBA draft. That is the biggest news in sports. As you know, I'm coming at you first. Um, before I do, Cade Cunningham, first pick in the NBA draft. Everyone was expecting that. Um, the top four, top three wasn't too much of a surprise. Scotty Barnes came in at four, which was pretty shocking instead of Jalen Suggs. So Scotty Barnes is going to Toronto. Suggs is going to Orlando. Honestly, I got to think Suggs should be pretty happy about that. I think Suggs should be excited to be getting to go to Florida instead of being stuck in Canada. Um, just how I would have maybe reacted as a player, but Brad. I want you to tell me, who do you think had the best draft last night? Oof, very good question. Um, I think the obvious answer is the Detroit Pistons, obviously, with Cade Cunningham going number one overall. Um, really re-energizing that franchise. But then also what they did at the at the end of the draft with Isaiah Livers and Luca Garza. Um, so, you know, they're just putting a lot of competition onto that court. To They got a young guy, so I mean, Sadiq Bey. Uh, Killian Hayes. So, I mean, they got a they got a young roster, and I'm excited to see where it goes from there. So, I think Detroit did a really good job, and Troy Weaver um, as GM did a did an excellent job in this draft. Yeah, hopefully, City um, get some some dubs again. Maybe make a playoff run. Richard Hamilton tweeted about that. He's like, "Oh, Kate Cunningham, playoffs here we come in Detroit." So, we'll see what's in store there. I think they had a great night. Um, so, the biggest news probably was the trade with the Lakers um, and the Washington Wizards. So the Wizards are sending Russell Westbrook their 2024 second round pick and their 2028 second round pick to the Los Angeles Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, Cantavius Caldwell-Pope, Montrez Harrell and they received a first round pick as well last night from the Lakers. It was the 22nd pick. Um, The Wizards ultimately ended up flipping that into Aaron Holiday and the 31st pick last night, which they selected Isaiah Todd with, who was a five-star recruit who decided to play in the G League instead. Um, I'm a little pissed off because all of the national news attention is on what Russell Westbrook is going to mean for the Lakers. I mean, why why is Stephen A. not talking about what this means for the Wizards and Bradley Beal? To me, that's the headline here. Um, But Brad's... Russell Westbrook going to L.A., do you think this makes them the favorites to win the NBA championship? 
Honestly, no, I don't. I still think Brooklyn should be favored next year. I'm really curious to see how Russell Westbrook's going to fit in with this Lakers team because, I mean, the Lakers needed spacing, they needed shooting, and they just brought in a guy who's going to get rid of all that. So I, I, I don't know how it's going to work out. Um, I'm excited to see Russ with a, with AD and Braun. Um, but moving forward, I still think Brooklyn should be favored. And Brooklyn had a nice draft as well yesterday. I mean, we might talk about that as well. But uh, a healthy Brooklyn versus a healthy Los Angeles Lakers teams would be an absolutely amazing final. So I hope that's what we get next year. Yeah, I mean, with what you're uh, saying about Brooklyn having a good draft last night, they they got they brought in Cam Thomas um, from LSU who can score. The, the kid was a stud at LSU. And at 27, he could be one of the steals of the draft. I know he's not that tall, um, so his size could be a factor as, as a scorer, but didn't seem to hurt him his first freshman year at LSU. I think this kid's got a high upside. He's a tough shot maker, and he's just a gamer. I mean, he, he's got the mindset to go out and destroy any defender that steps in front of him. Uh, so I thought that that was a great pick for Brooklyn. Now, I'm a little biased um, in what I'm about to say. I'm a big Wizards fan. Everyone on the pod knows that. Um, but I think that Tommy Shepard, the GM of the Wizards, had as good of a night as anybody. Um, if you really think what he's done since he took over the reins from Ernie Grunfeld, he's drafted Rui Hashimura, drafted Denny Advia, who Advia unfortunately was hurt last year but um, got a lot of potential, brought in Daniel Gafford, moved John Wall's contract, an immovable contract, Brings in Russell Westbrook, team makes the playoffs, and then takes another huge contract in Russell Westbrook, moves it, gets a first-round pick, some a good young player, some good shooters that maybe they could package together to, to bring in um, someone who's more of an all-star caliber type of guy to play with Beal. We'll see. Um, but they had a good draft with Corey Kispert out of Gonzaga. He's a knockdown three-point shooter. And then Isaiah Todd, like I said, um, in the second round. So I'm really excited for the Wizards. I agree with you. Brad, that um, the, the Lakers have some, some stuff to prove before I'm ready to hop on the bandwagon, quote-unquote, of believing they're, they're the favorites for the finals. So, and, and it's also going to come down to Ken LeBron and AD and Russ stay healthy. I mean, they're all you know, getting up there in years. You, you never know um, if they're all going to be able to stay on the court. So moving on, Braz, you and I had a little – competition last night on the picks page so you had Franz under pick nine and a half right and I had over correct so Franz went to Orlando Orlando got Jalen Suggs Minnesota product Minnesota product and Franz Wagner from the University of Michigan do you think that they used those two picks well I mean five and eight you know that's a lot of potential do you think that they should have gone with two other guys, or do you think that they, they went the right direction? Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, Jalen Suggs obviously fell in their lap at number five. I don't think they were going to pass him up at all. What they did at eight with Wagner was more interesting to me. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Mo actually plays for the Magic now as well. Um, so the brothers back together, that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if they were going to look at a guy like Davion Mitchell or uh, a Moses Moody or something like that, but... Um, We'll see how it works out. I mean, they they wanted Wagner, and he's got a lot of upside, so we'll see how it works out for um, for the Magic. But a great day for them as well as an organization, getting two players who are going to step in right away and contribute. 
Five and eight, you know, that's a, that's a big night. Um, Jalen Suggs, you really can't pass him up. Franz Wagner, I mean, AJ, you watch Franz a lot um, as well. Do you think that he's an NBA guy? Because I pers- as much as I love Michigan and Franz, I'm not sold yet that he is an NBA caliber starting player. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's with any player coming into the league who's outside of, like, the first three picks. It's hard to just jump right into an organization and be – um, a start in the NBA. Um, so with Franz, I, I mean, not just with Franz, but like with, with all these guys who are, who are coming to the NBA, it'll be interesting to see because a lot of teams drafting these guys are looking for them to be put into their starting lineup uh, from the get-go and hoping that they're making an impact right away. So I'm interested to see um, how a lot of these guys translate because you see all the time players coming into the NBA having great college careers and just not fitting well into the NBA because of how different of a league it is um, playing against the best of the best. So with Franz and with these other guys, like it, they're put into a tough situation needing to be inserted right away. Um, I think – so he's on the magic, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm not too well known with the whole magic lineup, um, but to most of my knowledge, they're not that well of a team, well-rounded of a team. Um, so Franz is going to have a bigger, um, a bigger whatever on his shoulder. Oh. Big, yeah, big, bigger role in the team. It is drunk. Um, <laughs> so he um, he's going to have a lot of pressure on him, and that honestly might not play too well for him. It might put too much pressure on him, and he might um, try to do too much right away, and it could hurt himself uh, for like the rest of like set himself up for the rest of his career. So I'm hoping that he is able to take it as slow as he can and use that like first year as a transition period and learn how to play in the NBA and not just ruin his career. Like what was that? Um, who was the guy that on the magic that Markel Fultz? I know obviously different situation, but a guy comes into the league has a huge um, role on the magic. And what is it? Sixers originally, but was it Sixers, but yeah, like you just see a guy like that and like how, um, how much his career has changed after, his coaches tried to like change his shooting form or something just because they didn't like it. So it's stuff like that where you can have a great, like he, he had a great college career and then you don't hear his name anymore. And when you do, it's uh, people talking about the failure that he had in the league. So, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. It's, it's a lot of pressure and stuff to step in to the NBA. I mean, Markel Fultz is an interesting, I guess, case study just because, it's a little tough to know exactly what was going on in Philly, but it seems that he had some type of a nerve injury in his shoulder, which made him have some some weird hitch in his shot. What I will say is since he came to Orlando, he, he seems to have proven at least why people saw so much potential in him. I mean, he's not – he doesn't look like a Hall of Famer. He doesn't look like the number one overall pick. He doesn't look like the next, you know, top point guard in the league. But, you know, he, he can do some things. He's been pretty good with Orlando. But, yeah, he definitely hasn't lived up to the expectations so far. I like where Orlando is at. Um, I think Markel, Markel Fultz Press, correct me if I'm wrong, he's going to be – he's under contract. Um, he's. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, with Suggs and Hampton, I'm not sure, like, what they're going to do moving forward. But, um, yeah, he, I, I definitely think he's going to see his minutes decline, obviously, with uh, after draft night last night. But we'll see. Yeah, that's, that's very true. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, RJ Hampton, you know, a big recruiter, decided to go play pro. He's now in the NBA. Um, be interesting to see how he develops, but I really like that they got a young um, ba- backcourt room 
you know, as you would say in football, you know, your quarterback room. They got a nice guard room on this team with Markel Fultz, RJ Hampton, Jalen Suggs. They got some guys who have who have potential. Um, and, and Franz Wagner, you know, he's he was a good defender in college. Um, he's got good size for a wing, very inconsistent three point shooter, and he lacks explosiveness. He's not that quick at, at all laterally. So that's my biggest concern for him in the NBA is he's not an elite athlete in my mind. Doesn't jump out the gym. He's not super quick. So we'll see how he fits in there. Whereas another interesting thing, um, we didn't really talk about this last night while we were texting back and forth through it all, is the Lakers had seven and fourteen. There's a lot of rumbling that they were going to try and get Bradley Beal. The Wizards didn't want to move him, and all the reports that came out last night said Beal has no desire to leave Washington. So they end up keeping their picks. And with the seventh pick, they take Jonathan Kaminga. Um, and with the 14th pick, they took Moses Moody out of Arkansas. Wait, did you say the Lakers? The Warriors. The Warriors. Did I say the Lakers? You did. That's why I was a little confused. I meant the Warriors. You're good, yeah. You said 7 and 14. I was like, all right, he might have just like said the picks. And then you started saying the names. I was like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, thanks for the correction. It's, yeah, it's the Warriors. Gonna... That's my bad. So the Warriors. Warriors. Kaminga, um, and then Moses Moody out of Arkansas. It sounded like, from the reports that I was reading, that, that players like Steph, Clay, and Draymond wanted those want, want the Warriors to bring in somebody. They want um, to get NBA-ready guys. They, they wanted them to bring in a name, someone like Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard. You know, do you think it's a little bit of a failure that the front office was unable to package those picks because remember trade picks are more valuable before they're made you know the warriors made the picks now if they want to trade those guys whatever team's taking them on they got to be okay with them um do you think it's a failure that they were unable to move those picks and a guy like wiggins or jordan jordan pool and even the second pick overall last year in wiseman or do you think that it's going to work out for them someone like moses moody or kaminga is going to be able to step in and and uh, with with those other guys healthy on the warriors they'll be able to make a run at a championship the Warriors are a really interesting team because they're going to get Klay Thompson back from injury, and they're kind of on the fringe right now. Of, like, we saw them in the play-in um, tournament last season, and so they're kind of on that fringe team of wanting to compete now, but they also want to develop Wiseman, and now they add two more young guys in Kuminga and Moody, and so I think they're going to they're gonna have a hard time deciding, hey, we, we want these guys to develop, um, but we also want to win now. So that's why I think... Um, Prior to the draft, yeah, they should have moved 7-14 and 14 for a veteran if they could have. I know that I think Philadelphia made a, an offer to them um, that was absolutely absurd for Ben Simmons. I think it was about 7-14, Wiseman, and Wiggins, and an additional first-round pick, um, which for was ben for Ben Simmons. That's what, that's what the report was, which is absolutely astronomical. Um, yeah, but, I mean, if that's the only offer they had, then, I, I mean, hey— Stick, stick with the pick and, and take your players. But, I mean, I feel like they definitely could have packaged 7-14 and 14 for, for a veteran who would have helped them win now, which is, I think would have helped them more currently. Yeah. There's plenty of teams who I think are willing to sell. Uh, you know, the Wizards could have been a good candidate to sell. You know, they trade Russell Westbrook. Um, they got a bunch of young guys. They have to keep Beal happy. But um, it sounds like – listen, I trust Tommy Shepard. seems like he, he built – He's building well around Beal. He's getting in some young guys. Um, so it would have been tough for them to steal him away from the Wizards. I like the picks that they made. I think Kaminga's got high upside. 
Um, I'm interested to see how he continues to improve. Um, and Moses Moody was, you know, one of the best players in the SEC, if, if maybe the best player in the SEC. So I think they got some guys that can contribute. We'll see, though, how how NBA ready they are right away. Because I was listening to the, my local sports radio station this morning, and they were obviously talking about the Russ trade and everything. And they were saying that, you know, Russell Westbrook could only get the Wizards so far, and that's why it was a good thing we traded him. And I agree. And the problem was they were going to be stuck between chasing a championship and developing. And, and it's hard to do both. You can't – you really can't do both. Um, but at the end of the day, the Warriors have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Maybe they're able to do it. Andrew Wiggins is a good basketball player. Um, Jordan Poole showed what he can do off the bench. So they, they can make a run at it. Um, I just I think the front office would have been better off if they were able to package those picks elsewhere. But we'll see moving forward. Is there anything else on the draft we want to hit? Um, Zaire Williamson came in at tenth overall out of Stanford. Most uh, mock drafts had him going somewhere in the mid to late twenties. Um, Pelicans traded him to Memphis. Anyone shocked by that? I personally was. Raz, you got nothing for me? This is your league box. I wasn't sure if AJ was going to say anything or not. I, honestly, I don't know too much about Zaire, so I don't know. But if he was mocked in the 20s, yeah, there were some there were some surprises. I mean, Josh Giddy going six overall to OKC. I don't think a lot of people saw that as well. Um, a lot of surprises, but, but we'll see what happens. Could work out very well for them. Who knows? Could work out. I mean, from, from all the reports, this could be, what, the most talented draft since 2003. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not. I'm going to do my best not to question too many of the GMs because I mean, even the Warriors. You're telling me you get two picks in the lottery in arguably the most talented draft since 2003. You're not going to be upset. So, well, this will be a fun draft class to track. Braz, do you know the dates of the summer league? I know it's it's coming up here soon. I don't off the top of my head. Probably in the in the next couple of weeks, obviously. It's coming up soon. August 8th is when it starts. Looks like. So, we'll get a chance to watch some of these guys hoop against some other professional basketball players. So, that'll be exciting. I think that's all we got on the NBA draft. We're going to bring in drunk, hungover AJ Condon here because we got to talk about the MLB trade deadline. AJ, I'm, I'm not even going to give you an intro on what happened in the MLB. Most of it revolved my team, the Washington Wizards, Washington Nationals, but I'm going to let you go. Yeah, I mean... I'm just going to start with the Nationals and talk about a team that just won a World Series turned into the biggest sellers of the trade deadline. <laughs> can you kind of talk? Like, I, you know more about the Nationals than I do. Can you kind of talk about feeling Scherzer, uh, Trey Turner, um, your fucking reliever? What's Kyle, Kyle Schwarber, Daniel Hudson, Hudson Brad Hand. All of them gone. All of them. Why? So you look at this team, right? When we won the World Series, um, Steven Strasburg was healthy. They had Anthony Rendon at third base. Um, and so a, a big difference that I'm, that I'm seeing with this team, obviously in the past team besides a couple of players, is let's look at what's happened, okay? Steven Strasburg's getting barely played this season, okay? He's getting season-ending neck surgery. Charlin Castro, our starting third baseman, is suspended right now. Kyle Schwarber who was the hottest player in baseball, has missed about the last month because of a hamstring injury. Don't know exactly when he's going to come back. Max Scherzer 
um, is on an expiring deal. Okay, not sure we're going to be able to re-sign him. Trey Turner, um, uh, he may be on an expiring deal or he has one year left after. But either way, you never know if you're going to be able to re-sign him. And we're trending downwards. So we got injuries. We have suspensions. We have expiring contracts. And our farm system sucks. It's We do not have prospects. And so with that being said, the only reason we're even kind of in the playoff line is because we're in one of the worst divisions in baseball. It's because the Mets are in first place and they suck. And so in any other division, we would have been sellers anyway. And we're in a really tough spot from top to bottom, like I said, injuries, suspensions, expiring contracts. And so I think that it was, it was a really good move by the front office to um, – to, to sell. I mean, we have a lot of talent, and we got we have cap room now to sign some players. We still have Juan Soto, um, still have Steven Strasburg. Hopefully, he can get healthy. And um, now we got seven top prospects. So I, I can't be upset. I think that they had to sell, and they got some good stuff in return. But AJ, what do what do you think? Yeah, um, I kind of tuned you out for the, I'm there because I got text from Brad saying check Twitter, and. Um, Barrios is gone from the Twins. So I'm just like, holy fuck. So that's cool. Um, we're kind of in a similar spot as you. I mean, you guys obviously won the World Series uh, like two years back. But the Twins were in a great spot. They were one of the best teams in the MLB two years back. No, like, no doubt about that. They were. Um, obviously choked in the playoffs. But they became big sellers at the deadline too. Uh, we're pretty much in a real rebuilding stage and it kind of sucks to realize that two years past being one of the best teams in MLB, you're selling your future. So that kind of sucks. Um, I kind of forgot what you were talking about, but yeah, Nationals, um, <laughs> tough. Um, other things about the trade deadline, though, the Yankees went out, got some bats, got Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo, I want to say. Um, so, They've had a pretty interesting season. They've had a really up and down. They started off good, and they had a really bad stretch. They were doing a lot of injuries, um, and we were going through a stretch. But it seems like they're back. Um, they obviously are contenders year in and year out. And then they just got Gallo, who was, we all saw him just in the home run derby um, about a week and a half ago. Um, and Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs, uh, great DH there. So um, I don't really know what they traded. I'm assuming it was some prospects. Um, I did say that I did see they were maybe going to trade Luke Voigt. Um, so we'll see if they lose him. It's really not a big deal with, with uh, what they just got um, yesterday. But today is the last day of the trade deadline. Um, I'm assuming we're going to see a lot more. I personally, I think it's been a very interesting, I, I'd say exciting trade deadline. Like a lot's been going on. Um, it always makes for a fun trade deadline because. If you're not a baseball fan, baseball is not the um, the hypest sport out there. Uh, it doesn't really get that much outside attention. So I think when the trade deadline happens and a lot of big names are moving, um, it's good for the good for the sport to get um, the talk going, get the buzz going about baseball because it really is a great sport if you um, can sit for three hours and watch it. Um, speaking of that, I was at a very fun game last Friday. So I think I, we talk, I talked about this on the podcast, how we bought the tickets like two months ago. We're going to see Shohei and Mike Trout. Neither of them are in the lineup. So that'll happen. J-Hap. Um, Giannis, I thought you were going to ride him with me on the picks page. You didn't. 
Uh, twins get down to an early 4-0 lead in the second. Um, me and my three friends make some fake tickets. We move down to some great seats on the third base <laughs> line. Next thing we know, Twins score five straight. We win 5-4. Great night. Um, Liam was in attendance. He is now, I think, 7-1 and one in games he's at with three walk-off wins, which is insane. Um, and while we're talking about the amazing Twins organization, this past Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, they put up a football score in a game. Uh, and then the Tigers had a shootout. 17-14 to 14 was the final score, which is literally what you'd expect from a I mean, that's, that's a Vikings-Detroit Lions game right there. Seven, <laughs> right there. Um, but I hope you took the over. I mean, yeah, if you're looking at that score, you're like, that was the lie. If you, uh, yeah, Minnesota played Detroit in a game that scored 17-14, you'd be like, oh, why is there football going on right now? <laughs> it was a baseball game. Tigers got off to a 10-0 lead. Um, Twins put up six in two different innings. I think it was like the sixth and the eighth. Ended up being 13-12 to at one point. Tigers put up four more um, in the ninth. The Twins only scored two. I saw something about they were the first team to um, hit four home runs in an inning and lose. It was <laughs> it was some stat like that, some weird stat that you would never think of. Um, but the Twins are the holders of that. That that's well, that is, so, that, that's how sad that franchise is. Yeah. So that um, that was a very fun game. Oof, excuse me, fun game to watch. Um, I was at work to finish it off, and I was like, there's no way we're going to come back. And then Blanco, it's like a two-run bomb. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to put up two more. So, um, But, yeah, besides those, um, back to Barrios. His last start um, was six days ago today for the Minnesota Twins. Put up seven innings, zero earned runs, uh, two runs, but they were both unearned on three hits. So, um, good, good last start. Definitely going to miss the guy. I have his jersey. We'll hang that one in the rafters. Um, he was never going to be that guy for Minnesota. He was never going to get that ace um, status. He's a he's a great pitcher. He was our number one for sure, but um, he wasn't he wasn't going to win us World Series. And not that pitching is our problem. We scored two runs in the past three uh, playoff games, so clearly our pitching is not what's wrong with us. Um, so yeah, definitely going to miss him. Um, Interested to see how we rebuild because the team is still very young, a lot of prospects. Um, we used to have one of the best farm systems in the league not too long ago. So that's why I was a little interested as to why we started to rebuild. Um, everything kind of just fell apart these past two seasons. So interested to see how um, this all plays out, who we get in return. Because, um, yeah, go ahead, Brad. Uh, I, just got, I have the return. If you want to know, I was going to ask you what your thoughts are because I honestly don't know who these people are. But uh, shortstop center fielder Austin Martin and right-handed pitcher Simeon Woods Richardson headed back to the Twins in exchange for Berrios going to Toronto. Are they prospects? I don't think so. My brother didn't seem to think they were, but I don't know who they were. He seemed to know. I, I figured AJ would know. This Simeon Woods Richards is a prospect. He's in the minor league. I'm going to see if he's on, like, I'm going to try to find range. Did, what did your, uh, your brother say? Oh. Wait. Oh, this is uh, the Blue Jays. He's the number four prospect for the Blue Jays. Um, which, I, I mean, that's obviously good. But yeah. pitchers, um, pitchers are obviously, like, you don't know if they're going to play out. What was the other guy's name? 
Austin Martin, shortstop in center field. Jeff Passon said it's a massive haul for a year and a half rental of Berrios, assuming he doesn't re-sign with Toronto. All right, he is. So I, I found two different rankings, but so that pitcher was number four on that ranking. Austin Martin is number two on both these rankings. Um, so I got to feel like you're pretty happy about that. You said he's a center field and shortstop. I hope that doesn't mean that Buxton's on his way out too. Um, I don't know if we – I think this happened after last podcast, but the Twins offered Buxton one of the most um, awful – like one of the worst contracts. It was really disrespectful, honestly, I thought. I think it was 70 mil over eight years um, for one of the best players in MLB. I know you obviously can't say how that's part of it, but offering a guy like that under 10 mil a year is ridiculous. There, were, I know there were – Fans were worried right after he declined it that he wasn't going to resign, but Buxton came out and said that he wants to be here. His representatives know he wants to be here. Um, so they're still in talks of trying to find that extension. I hope the poll ads and Falvies are able to see the greatness in him uh, because the team is just different when he's on the field. Again, injuries are a problem, uh, but you got to pay the guy or he's going to go somewhere else. And the Twins are going to watch him win a World Series and an MVP with another team. And we're all going to hate it. So I hope we're able to find a deal with the guy. Um, but that's, yeah, that's that's what I got for that MLB. AJ's depressed, drunk, and hungover. What a trifecta that is. AJ, I'm sorry that the Twins are having such a tough day, such a tough stretch. But... You know, that's sports. That's how it goes, unfortunately. Exactly. We all know what the what the peaks and the valleys can be like with our teams. So, although, never mind. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Um, anyway, moving on from the MLB. Although, before we move on, I do want to say Yankees. Keep an eye on them. They're on the outside looking in, into the playoffs. Um, very, very odd spot for the New York Yankees to be in. They made some moves to add some bats to that lineup so we'll see what type of a run they can make but yeah they have not not been very good this year anyway moving on to the nfl brass training camp starts other uh, let's let's talk you know what let's do it we can talk about aaron Rodgers. I, w- I was gonna i was gonna screw you over and not let you talk about aaron Rodgers. but go have fun Honestly, I, I think we should wait for Johnny because Johnny has so much to say on this too and I, I feel I would feel awful if I just went on my whole tangent rant here without uh, without Johnny present. But I can definitely uh, mention it, my likes and dislikes. But if you want me to go into a full Aaron Rodgers rant right now, I can. But I can also save it, so I'll leave it to you too. AJ, do we trust Johnny to ever make it back to a pod again? Or do we let... Brass rant. No, no I Brass rant. All right, say less. Um, where do we want to begin? Um, Aaron Rodgers' press conference that he had the other day was one of the most honest and refreshing instances of an athlete communicating with the press um, that I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, just how open and honest he was. I mean, he gave like five-minute answers for each question. Um, so first and foremost, just happy he's back in the building. Um they reworked his contract yesterday, so they voided the final year of his contract, which means that he's got two years, including this year, um, 
and I still believe that the plan is to trade him after this year, um, which I believe was their plan all along. Um, would, that would cause about $27 million in dead cap next year, and the Packers are way over the cap next year. So they're kind of going to go all in this year, and we've seen um, the first instance of that in acquiring Randall Cobb um, back from the Houston Texans, which uh, Aaron, as we known from – I think I've said this – in the offseason, too, I knew that Aaron's discrepancy that's not a word discrepancy with the um, Packers organization was not due to the Jordan Love draft pick, it was more due to how the organization was handling specific players and their departures from Green Bay. Um, so, Rogers listed a wide variety of former athletes from Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, um, Julius Peppers, all the way down um, to players who are currently playing like Casey Hayward and, and Micah Hyde. Um, and I think he, he made a good point about that in saying that, yes, Green Bay probably could have done a better job in handling how these veteran players who are very high character, who meant just as much to the locker room as they did on the field, um, how, how they handled those departures from Green Bay. And so um, the first thing I want to say is that I don't think Green Bay has necessarily done the wrong thing by moving on from some of these players. I mean, you look at Jordy Nelson, Clay Matthews, James Jones, um, Brett Good, TJ Lang. These are guys that they let go and did not have a career after Green Bay. So, I mean, they made the right decision in letting those guys go. I mean, Jordy went to Oakland for a year and then retired. Uh, Julius Peppers played a year in Carolina and then retired. Um, so, I mean... They did not make the wrong decision necessarily. I think the biggest thing that this all comes down to is obviously just communication, and they need to do a better job of having a, a more direct line of communication from the front office to Aaron Rodgers about what's going on because Aaron, as he said in his press conference, wants to be involved in anything that directly affects his job. Um, so, and, and that's inexcusable, really, that he wasn't in the first place. I mean, he's, he's going into his 17th year, um, three-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, all, all, all he's done for the organization, he deserves to have uh, a say in that organization. So um, glad that Randall Cobb is back, and I think we've seen that, that first sign of Aaron Rodgers kind of taking over as GM, quote-unquote. Um, but the last thing that I just want to say is, is a really interesting idea and something that I think Tom Silverstein brought up to Aaron on the press conference, and he said that the Packers' system of drafting before you, you need a player is what got Aaron Rodgers to Green Bay. So, like, <clears throat> if, if he wasn't drafted, I mean, okay, let me, let me say this a different way. Because of this, we've had 30 years of amazing quarterback play, from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And if that means you draft a quarterback early, like, that's, that's the Packer way. And Aaron wouldn't be here if that wasn't the case. So the whole Jordan Love issue and all that, like, that's out the window. I know that he's going to be a good – teammate he's gonna he's all in for the season he's committed to this organization he said how much he loves this organization um that being said all i just ranted i really didn't even say that much i just have so many thoughts going through my mind but uh i really do think this will be the last year of aaron Rodgers in green bay um it's one last dance i think we've got to go all in because like i mentioned previously our salary we're way over the salary cap next season and if we trade Rodgers, we're going to take a huge dead cap hit as well so um why not try to go all in, win it this year, and then if you win the Super Bowl, maybe he'll stay. Because um, he's, he's never said it's about the money. It's all about 
the relationships between the organizations. So I just pray that they figure that out. Um, but I'm just happy to watch Aaron Rodgers one last time at maybe one last time. Um, but just super happy that football is back. Um, training camp, just love scrolling through Twitter and seeing the, the tweets from each play that happens in camp. Um, so I just saw actually not Packers related that uh, Carson Wentz just a, had a foot injury and he will be out indefinitely. Um, so that's something to watch too. But yeah, just super happy that football's back and go Pack Go. Yeah. On football talk, switching over to Madden, what do we think about Tom Brady being higher overall than Aaron Rodgers? I think it's just an absolute another example of the NFL just using Brady as their little baby. I mean, the the Madden cover is is Brady and Mahomes, and it's called the MVP edition, and the MVP is in Green Bay. So, I mean, I, I, it should be called the runner-up edition as far as I'm concerned. Disrespectful. To be fair, we didn't know when Madden was coming out if Rodgers was going to be in Green Bay. So I think that they took that into consideration. Uh, but I think... Not that it's that big of a deal, but I think Brady being in the 97, me and Wyatt, Wyatt's one that told me it this morning, um, and we were talking about it. I think it's ridiculous that, uh, I mean, Rodgers 96, I think it's a good overall, but Brady being the 97, I think it's just way too high for a guy who's going to be 42, I think. Uh, Those rankings so. were awful. I mean, the safety rankings were another thing. I mean, I think we talked about this last year with the rookie quarterbacks. I think that was a, was that a what's more likely question? I don't know. I think we did talk about uh rookie quarterback rankings of Madden last year. But, yeah, those those rankings are just awful. Whoever does them needs to reevaluate themselves. I'm surprised you didn't send, like, a huge tweet thread just shredding Madden for ranking Brady over Aaron Rodgers. Where is it? Is it coming today, or? It's probably not coming. I mean, it's just any time that it's Brady over Rodgers, it's just the NFL showing their bias, you know. So, I mean – that they'll do anything for that man to win. Unbelievable. Well, at least you'll hopefully see Aaron Rodgers in a Packers uniform again this year. It looks like that's exactly what's going to happen. I know Minnesota Vikings fans are crapping their pants. AJ, AJ's already had a tough day. You know, Barrios, he's drunk, he's hungover. You know, the Twins are selling. There's a lot going on for AJ right now, so we don't want to rub it in. Thing. I... We'll say this right now on July 30th, 2021. Then on January 2nd, I will be witnessing Aaron Rodgers lose for the last time in Lambeau as a Packer. That is what Johnny, the first thing when Aaron came back, reported to Green Bay, I get a call from Johnny and he said, week 17, we get to see Aaron's last game at Lambeau. And I said, well, not at Lambeau because he'll be there in purple and well, no, I mean, he'll be there in the playoffs when we're the one seed again and we've got home field advantage, right? That's interesting how it's going to happen when the Vikes win the division week 17, so oh I think we, we got a lot going on here, Brad. But the I, fact that that actually could be Aaron Rodgers' last game at Lambeau Field and we're there, like, that's absurd. That's going to be electric. But we're forgetting the biggest, you know, national headline that's going to come out of that game is hopefully – a young man named Benjamin Iamian will be in attendance in a Washington football hoodie. Washington football team hoodie. I mean, that that's going to be all over the telecast. So, just saying. Anyway, we're going to move on to Braz's favorite new segment, Player of the Week. Um, I'm going to 
I'm going to go first so you guys can stall and think of what player you were going to pick. There's no way AJ had a player in mind. I actually did. I don't buy it. My player did not even play um, a game in the last week, but Cade Cunningham is my player of the week just because, you know, number one overall pick in the NBA. Seems like a really mature kid ready to come into a failing organization and lead. I mean, the interviews from him last night um, were incredible. If you are a Pistons fan, you got to be excited about this kid. He went to a Tigers game, and the whole crowd was chanting, we want Cade. That's pretty exciting. Um, so, Cade Cunningham is my player of the week. Looking forward to seeing what he can do in Detroit, who, as Braz pointed out, had a sneaky good second round last night. So that's my player of the week. I'm going to move it over to AJ since he claims he has a player in mind. Who's your player of the week? Yeah. Um, I already talked about him a lot, so I won't get into it. But it's Jose Barrios. Just bittersweet. Um, I'm just reading a lot on Twitter. I'm like, obviously super pumped with the return, but it's tough to see the guy go. Um, so I'll give him one last shout-out um, as a Minnesota team. Love that. Um, I'm going to shout out Kessler Edwards, who was forward from Pepperdine, who got drafted by the Brooklyn Nets last night. Um, super cool for him to go to, to such a good team. Uh, he was a classmate of mine last semester. Cool guy. Um, lot, great upside moving forward, too. So super happy for him. And other Pepperdine guys going to be playing in the G League with the Warriors. So, Or not G League, excuse me, Summer League with the Warriors. So excited for that as well. Yeah, that Kessler Edwards guy, he's, he, he's tall, 6'8", what, guard, basically? Forward, he's a guard, right? I remember a, watching him. He's a forward, actually, He can, but he can shoot, he can stretch the floor, um, can rebound. He can do a lot of things, so he's working on his ball handling a lot, I know. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. I mean, that, I, I, we talked about Cam Thomas in Brooklyn, but um, him in Brooklyn as well is, is very interesting. Yeah, Brooklyn had a good draft, so we'll see how that adds to their title contentions. Oh, well, you move on to, to likes and dislikes. I have a feeling I know what all of AJ's are going to be regarding. Um, I'll go first since I always make you guys go ahead of me while I stall. So my like is that Tommy Shepard, the Wizards GM, is just good at his job. So that's, I mean, there are not a lot of guys in front offices that you can just say that man is simply good at his job. You're, people are always complaining about their GMs. Even even when they're winning, people are complaining about this trade and that trade. Tommy Shepard is just good at his job. Wizards had a great day yesterday, so that's my like of the week. Uh, my dislike is having to watch the Washington Nationals kind of blow it up yesterday, but um, it had to be done. So I'm not too upset about it. It's just a little bittersweet seeing Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, uh, Daniel Hudson, who had the strikeout to clinch – the World Series victory in Houston. I, I, I can hear the commentators still, swing and a miss, swing and a miss. He struck him out when the Nats won the World Series. So that that's definitely definitely tough to see him go. But um, So that's my dislike of the week. I'm going to move it to Braz. Braz, what do you got for me? Uh, I'm going to go double like this week because um, staying on a positive note here. Um, Obviously, Aaron being back in Green Bay is huge, and Randall Cobb was one of my favorite players. Um, spent eight great years in Green Bay, um, so super happy he's back. And then also signed Dennis Kelly, an offensive tackle from Tennessee, started all 16 games last year, so I love that. And then I'm just going to shout out Minnesota basketball quickly, too. I mean, the, from <clears throat> Jalen Suggs, Jericho Sims, um, McKinley Wright is going to be playing with the Wolves. 
Uh, Matthew Hurt didn't get drafted, but just Minnesota. Good day for Minnesota basketball in, in general. Um, love seeing these guys uh, live out their, their dreams. So I think that leaves me last. Um, yeah, no, at least the other guy that's on the pod right now. Is Johnny calling in? Yeah, Johnny's calling in. Cool. Um, I'm going to get a double dislike. Um, and it'll kind of be about Rodgers being back. Obviously, I knew it was coming, but just seeing the news, I was like, God damn it, we have to fucking see him twice a year. Uh, the third time when we're winning the division and playing them first round in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, thank uh, second dislike is Minnesota sports, um, just in general. <laughs> I was going to say that. You can, you can pick which team and which way to go with that. but That's an evergreen dislike. Yeah. <laughs> Perpetual dislike. That could be every week if you wanted it. This week more than others, though. I'll say that. So that's what I got for you guys. Just Oh, actually, my dislike is having to be outside for seven hours yesterday while the air quality was 200, which, if you're not familiar with air quality, that's unhealthy to uh, extreme. I couldn't see across the lake at Maynard's, which is really bad. Wow. I heard that was, yeah. my parents said it was really bad. Is it, what was going on? Yeah, no, I'm good. It's from the Canada fires, but I'm, I'm alive. I'm well. I'm hungover. Well, you're not well, but you're alive. We're not bad. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up another weekly snippet sports pod. Johnny, don't come back unless you finish a book before that because only people that read are allowed on the pod. Um, we don't miss you very much. AJ, you looked like you wanted to say something real quick. Yeah, I was going to say thanks for listening. I was going to give my little goodbye. Your little goodbye. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week.